How do you want to be seen? My name is Lisa and I am a portrait photographer. I consider it a great honor to create portraits, to show people how they are seen by those who love them most. And you know, this applies even if my clients are coming to me for for headshots, because how they want to be seen matters. That's the way they're showing up. I met Jeannie some months ago. She helps people to work through their emotional, physical blocks to accepting money. Now, if you hear that and you think that's crazy, then I'm really glad for you that you don't have those blocks, but there's a better than good chance that someone you know does. They may be in a position where they offer a wonderful service, an excellent product, and yet when it comes time for them to ask for their worth, they have issues. Or they may believe things like, you know, money doesn't grow on trees, or I guess I'm just going to be one of those people who always struggle with money. If those are familiar words to you, I really hope you listen to this conversation. It's a little bit longer than my other podcasts. It's so worth it though. I'm glad that you're going to have the opportunity to meet Jeannie and I hope you enjoy this. So here we go. Jeannie Demur. So I'm here with Jeannie Demur and Jeannie, I am just going to let you talk about what you do. I will say that as an EFT tapping coach, and a realize what matters mentor. There's a lot there. <laughs> There's a lot, and the people who will be listening to this might not be familiar with what you do. Okay. So could you please introduce what it is that you do? We'll start there. Okay, sure. Thank you, first of all, for having me. Of this course. This is so fun. I'm honored. Uh, yes, so um, EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique, also known as tapping, it's a very simple, very powerful, modality that uses the fingertips to tap on certain points on the body that are acupuncture points and while tapping on these points you're emotionally tuning into something like a limiting belief or a challenging experience and you're expressing feeling about it as you tap on these points because it's a way of clearing. And so it's a way of deregulating the stress response and just bringing the, yeah, your stress level down. It's interesting because when I first heard you talk about this, mm -hmm. honestly, I was like, what is she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but then you told your story and mm -hmm. I, I immediately related to that, to your history. As you described it, in my mind, I almost pictured a, like a rewiring. <laughs> it, it, that's right, it actually, absolutely right. It rewires the brain. Okay. Yep, and that's it. It's like while you're doing this, you are releasing blockages, and then there is space for it to become something else. You're, you're getting out of the fight-or-flight response, the amygdala part of the brain, and getting back into that prefrontal cortex area where you can be creative and resourceful and think clearly. Okay. And so it literally, it's, a, it's the brain. You go from back there in the brain to out front here in the brain. Oh. That's the, the stress response, the fight-or-flight right. response. Interesting. Yeah, you're just like... Um, you mentioned that it corresponds with acupressure. Yes. And I think people in this area are really familiar 
with wellness and probably that, but could you talk about it anyway? So you mentioned a couple of things. You mentioned the acupuncture, mm -hmm. uh, acupressure rather, but then also the blocks. Yep. And what some people may not realize is that is literal, the, the blockage. We, we have a mind-body system. We're not just thoughts. We're not just physically in our body. We're both. And we think things and it triggers physical responses in our bodies or we experience something physical and it triggers thoughts. So there's that back and forth between the two. A couple of weeks ago at um, the business development group you had mentioned the meridians oh. and I always was familiar having had acupuncture explained to me that there is the meridians in the body right. and I don't know why up until you were saying that I didn't make that connection that it was just another form right. of the same thing, but very focused. Right. Okay, yes, yes. So the yeah. meridian system um, that run through your body, bilateral on both sides of your body, and they carry energy. And so somewhere in there when we're not experiencing homeostasis, when we're not experiencing balance, it's because there is an obstruction somewhere. And so it's nice to be able to have a technique for clearing that blockage in the moment. And that's what's so nice about tapping. It's you, you do it on yourself, anytime, anywhere, as long as you don't mind looking a little silly. <laughs> Which you don't even think about after a while. After you've done it for a while, it's like, no, I, I'm, I'm tapping right now. I, I need it. Yeah. 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 One thing that I found fascinating is the physical response. Um, because when I am upset about something, I tend to get very warm. I'll mm. get like the red blotchiness. And I would feel this physical coolness come over me. Mm. Which is the first time I thought, okay, there may be something to this. Yes, yes. Because there is something physically different about it. And I am not, I'm a very spiritual person. But I am, I'm hesitant about some things that, that are inexplicable. Mm. So when you describe the scientific part of it, I thought, okay. Okay, because yes, of course we are energy. That's what we're made of. Yes. We are yes. mass of energy, right? Yeah. So that was really, yeah. really fascinating. And it's experiential. It's like all you have to do is try it and see. You know, does it does it result in my stress level going from a level between zero to ten at an eight going down to a five? Does that happen for you? If not. Keep tapping. <laughs> <laughs> then you need more. You need more tapping. But yeah. give it an honest try. And that's what I did. I, you know, when I came to it, I was experiencing um, lower back pain, chronic lower back pain. And I was listening to the Tapping World Summit that it could address pain. I was like, please. And then because my back was bothering me so much, I was like, all right, well, let me just tap along with them instead of just listening to what they're saying. And I couldn't believe. So you were even a skeptic. Oh, totally. Yeah, I mean, I was just like, it would be too good to be true. It would be like, really, there's something that this chronic back pain that I've been dealing with for years, that there's something that's as simple as this can, that can actually address it. And when it did, I, I was I, blown away. And I, I used it myself, but I wasn't a coach. I wasn't... Um, certified to do it with other people, though I would share it with other people. It wasn't until I 
realized that I needed to do something in relation to my money blocks, that my way of operating around money was really in the way of my life. And if I didn't address it, it was just going to be more of the same. And so um, knowing that tapping worked, I was like, let me give myself to this. And I applied it through really wonderful um, instruction through Margaret M. Lynch, who's now Margaret Lynch Rainier. She wrote a book about it and then offered a coach training. Okay. And that's how I came to do what I do now. Yes. So let's talk about that because this modality can be used even with PTSD. Mm -hmm. So that's a broad audience who can benefit. And I want to talk about some of the skepticism that listeners may hear. But first, let's go back to the money part. Okay. Why is that such a problem? I mean, uh, people listening are going to say like, oh yeah, money blocks. Once you explain it, they're going to be like, oh, that's me. Right. Yes. But until we hear somebody Here's my thing. Yeah. I think so many people, especially women that I know, have a hard time saying, this is my value, this is my worth, so if I have this service, then the exchange should be this much. Mm -hmm. Okay. But we don't talk about that because we don't want to be that person. We want to be, I am a strong, independent woman. <laughs> right. So when I heard you speak about it, there was my own hesitance to admit that that was a thing. Yeah. But you opened that that door. You made it possible to talk about it. Right. So now that I've rambled on a little bit, I want to know more about what you have observed. So what has been your observation as you're working with other people, male or female? Because yep. it may not just be women, but that's just what I've No, nope, it's, it's not just women. I work with as many men as I work with women. Yes. I know, interestingly, yeah. I wouldn't have thought, but if, if it's, if it's going to help them to get to where they want to go, they're all in. I find that's the kind of men that I end up working with. They're okay. like, yeah, I want to get to that next income bracket, and I haven't been able to. What are you talking about? How can this help me? Uh, once you describe what a limiting belief is, oh, yeah, no, I've got those. I, I, I feel that way, think that way, based on the things that I heard growing up. Um, that you just take as true things like money doesn't grow on trees. Right. Uh, what do you think? I'm made of money. And that people who um, do have money, yeah, their character is a little bit questionable. Right. We get set up with all of these conditionings that, yeah, there's something wrong with having a lot of money. It's okay to have some money, because obviously you need some money, right. but that's why we have an inner threshold. Just enough. Yep. 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 And this is what my just enough looks like. And there's a certain martyrdom, I think, with that. And I know you and I have talked about it, and I would not have wanted to ever consider myself that, but there's a power to being the mm. martyr. Yes. To being the one who, yes, I will give everything. Yes. And to go without, <laughs> which, if that's necessary, that's fine. Being self-sacrificing, of course, you mm -hmm. should care about other people. Mm -hmm. But for its own sake, to right. be poor for its own sake, right? Or, what is, who's that helping? <laughs> yep, it does. Yeah. It helps no one. But it's a little tricky. Yeah, so it is. It's tricky really balance. tricky. So to like get in there, and that's where tapping is so wonderful because what we're talking about resides in our subconscious. Yes. Talk about that okay. because this was 
This was a bit unsettling when, I, when you talked about how powerful the subconscious is. It's really like 88% of the game. That's unsettling. It's, out, it's outrageous. It's like, wow. It's like my conscious choices, my conscious thoughts count for so little. Your subconscious is like, it's like a big, really powerful computer. And when you're talking to it with your conscious mind, yeah, it's like, the, 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 basically, the point is, is that the conscious mind is so small, so weak compared to the power that the subconscious has. And if there's a way of accessing the subconscious, and there's a way of working with what's in the subconscious, as in like clear stuff that are programs that got downloaded when you were young that are not serving you at all in your adult life, let's wipe it and put in what you would much rather have there. So what was so fascinating in working with you was that I thought because I was ready to start making money and I was ready to ask for my value and I was ready for all of this intellectually, it became so frustrating because I thought it was doing all of the right things and not getting the results. So then it just, for me, it tended to feed all of those beliefs. Like, well, maybe I am going to be somebody who just always has struggles with money. And then the shame, it compounds it. It's like, I know better, but I can't do better. So it must be that there's something wrong with my effort. And your identity, um, at least for me, it's like, I am that person. Right, right, I'm right. the person it's, who just works really hard, mm -hmm. never has any money. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And there's no hope for me, because if there were, it would be different for me right. by now. Right, and these other people, they're just different. The people who can do it, they just, they're just different. Right, and actually, that so I, very much so, those were my beliefs about myself, and I said when I undertook tapping, um, if this works on me, then I will be able to say unequivocally, this stuff works because I considered myself a, you know, a lost cause. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, and I was like, I'm my acid test. If I can shift my way of being around money, uh, then I'll know that this works. And I'm here to say, nice, yay, it yeah. worked. <laughs> and you know. Um, one of my initial reactions when I decided to give it a shot was even if it's all in my head, it's all in my head anyway. Yeah. The problem is in my head. So if I can change it, why not? Right. And I love that you started with tapping into wealth, but have now shifted to... It is realize what matters. And it's because it has three definitions. So the first is to... to see clearly, to like vividly conceive of something. So that's the first definition. And then the second definition is to, to bring it into the physical world. So of course the seeing it clearly comes first and then you're able to bring it into the physical world. Well, guess what the third definition is? You know how you realize a sale? It means that you receive money in exchange oh, wow. for what it is that you 
are offering, what you're doing, what you're giving, what you're providing. So, and that makes sense in terms of fully realizing something because it makes it sustainable. Okay. What it is that you're giving, what it is that you're doing can continue if you are receiving in exchange for it. So those three definitions of the word realize go with what matters because in my mind what matters is what you, Lisa, or me, Jeannie, whoever is listening, what you have to give, what you uniquely have to share, and how you share it. That matters. That really matters. So are you realizing what matters? And I think that that encompasses so much more in line with what you offer, this modality. Because for people who don't have necessarily have issues with money, mm -hmm. we all have things that we could shift. Ah, uh, yeah. The money is just, it's not symbolic. It's a metaphor. It, it is. It, it is, because so it's just whatever value, else. right, it's whatever value we've put on it, but if we can't value ourselves, then we can't accept that representation of value. Right. So if it's not money, it could be something else. Yes. And so I just feel like what you have to offer, I'm not sure you know what you have to offer. Really, <laughs> I, I'm not, or maybe you're just that humble, I don't know, <laughs> but it is so powerful because even as you help your clients to deal with the money part, mm -hmm. they're never going to get there until they deal with whatever it is that's going to affect all of their life. Yes. yes. So there's really no one who cannot benefit from this. No. Nope. Because we all have something. I do want to address what would be, for some people I know, um, an issue. Okay, so because the way it works is you bring up the negative mm -hmm. in order to do the rewiring. Mm -hmm. There are some negative feelings that are so powerful mm. and we have spent so much time ignoring them, pushing them down, even just denying them. When you tell people, okay, we're going to talk about the negative things that you call blocks, mm -hmm. okay? What can you tell people? Because for some, I know it's almost this fear of losing control. They've yeah. spent their whole life putting it behind a closed door, and now you're saying, look at it? Yeah, it is, it's traumatic. Like a lot exactly. of the stuff that we're talking about is trauma, because what is trauma? It's unprocessed pain, and it is in there still. That's why it's a block. It just, it never moved through, and it's, this fear that you're describing is like, if I go there, I'll never get out of it. Exactly. And it, that it won't move. I will stay, because that's what it feels like when we're, when we're in the midst of it. Which is why we put it behind the closed door. Because right. we don't know what to do with it. Yep. And it's anxiety-ridden. Yes, and that's the remarkable thing about tapping, is that um, I consider the work that I do to be trauma-informed and that I, the tool that I have to work with, tapping, is the very thing that brings the stress response down and is able to alleviate the intensity of that challenging emotion so that you can work with it. And that what you see about it is like, oh, it's not forever. It's not the only thing that's there. It's not the truth. 
it feels true, but it's not the truth. It can shift into something else. Right. But you, the way you handle people, at least in my experience of working with you, it's this, what must be a really decisive balance. Mm. Because you do go to some pretty sensitive places, mm -hmm. but in such a strong yet compassionate way that there isn't the embarrassment that I would have expected. Yeah. Um, there's more this realization, almost a camaraderie. That's like, right. We're in this together. That's right. And I, I assume it's because you have yourself Been struggled with things. Yep. So I I know it well. It's like we're in this together, and it's okay. It's okay. No, knowing that there is like a core part of us that really is able to. Um, address all of these other parts of within us that are the parts that are in pain, the parts that are protecting us from experiencing that pain. I'm holding the space by saying like I know that that's the reality. How does this process work? If somebody were interested and they contacted you, what can they expect from the process? So the first part of the process is uh, getting to know you and uh, like a mutual interviewing, although I'm the one who's asking all the questions and you're the one who's giving all the answers. Which I'm going to stop you here. Even that, I'm going to tell people, even that process can mm -hmm. seem daunting. Just knowing, okay, this person is looking inside of my self, my my. Being yes, can be such an intimidating process. Right, to stand there and feel so vulnerable and so exposed. But we spend so much time not asking them of ourselves. Right, right, yeah. or sharing them. Like maybe yes. we do and we know, but to say it out loud that's, feels that's so uh, like life-threatening. Like it. oh my god, if I let somebody know this about me, um, then what? So um, I'm sorry, I interrupted you, but yeah. I felt like that needs to be right. addressed. If somebody initially thinks, okay, I know I need this. But even the thought of addressing it, mm -hmm. if that's hard for you, then you need it more. Right, right, right. That's the reason you need it. And I try to bring to the experience that, listen, this is a judgment-free zone here. There's nothing that you could say that could surprise me or that probably I haven't experienced myself. Is that true? Is what? it true that um, it, doesn't, it doesn't throw you? No, I think, it's, I think it's really universal stuff okay. that is that's, so that's up for people and it feels so personal that it, and especially if it's something that you keep to yourself, right. it feels like only I'm the one who deals with this, nobody else has this, okay. just me. Right. So and you have that consultation, that, yeah. that interview. And I call it a clarity session because it is like it's just so wonderful to get the gift of clarity to be able to shine a light on this stuff that we don't like to look at and then out of that then i'm able to say all right this is what i would suggest as a way forward if we were to work together and then what happens how does the process work say on a weekly basis so i like to have a, 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 okay a commitment because we are definitely going to come up against resistance it's par for the course. There's just no way around it. Resistance is a biggie. We all have it, and it's cunning. It shows up in such clever ways to let us know, like, no, we, we don't actually have to continue with this. Um, and so if you've committed to, I like to do a three-month process. If you're interested in a transformation, 
that's what I think is the uh, minimum that is required and it's every week and or it gets spread out you get to a point where you're going you know what I actually need two weeks to process this work that we have unearthed here that needs to be attended to and so as long as you are doing the work in between sessions great then yes and the reason that we do it every week in the beginning is because we got to get some momentum one of the things that helped me to decide to do this was that it would be done on the phone ah uh, i thought i can't there's no way i could do this face to face face to face and some people maybe that wouldn't be an issue but I get so uncomfortable. And it's distracting to have to care about what you're looking like, yes. especially when you're tapping on these points on your face and you're crying. I mean, it's like, it's nice to be in your own space and have a voice in your ear guiding you through it. Yes, and huge, huge. I know I couldn't have done it, mm. I know. So after you start that, so you have your first clarity session, mm -hmm. and then you start doing the actual sessions on a weekly basis. Right. Tell them what you do. Okay, so it's uh, a lot of finding out what's there, and in the session, one of my superpowers is I can, I can take notes like nobody's business by hand. And so while the person is talking, I'm just writing every word verbatim that I can get down onto the piece of paper. And yet you're paying attention. It's very clear you're still paying rapt attention. Right, yeah. right. And I think that that is because I'm able to write as fast as I can. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm keeping a pace with what's being said. And um, that becomes the material for the tapping scripts. It's very specifically their language. Um, their thoughts, their feelings that are the tapping script. So then I take that and I turn it into the notes from the session get turned into tapping scripts that I then send to the client and they are then responsible for tapping daily on these scripts. It, it just works and I don't have to understand why, although in my mind I have this whole rewiring of a house thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like visually, that's what I imagine it to be, kind of like finding a short and then being, okay, I need new wiring, so just put in better wiring That's here. a great analogy. And that's how I have to envision it. So why would I keep this thing that could essentially just burn out, mm. you know? Yeah. Why would I keep it? Why not just do the work and get it done? Right. And so that's what has kept me going. Although there have been times where it was just, I felt like I, I can't, I can't continue which was a really frustrating for mm -hmm. me because up front it was like I am ready oh everybody that I went I asked people like you know zero to ten how committed are you to making this change and it's like nine ten yeah definitely it's just it's of course it's painful to go to these places yes. that's why we've uh, resisted going there yep. in the past um, but the tapping itself it doesn't take that long. No. So it's not hours thing. of tapping. It's incredibly efficient. Zero to ten, you measure how strongly you're feeling whatever is up for you. My go-to is overwhelm. I get really overwhelmed when I'm experiencing resistance. So I'll measure it and go like, yep, I'm experiencing it at a ten right now. And then I'll tap. 
and it, it can be as simple as because when your prefrontal cortex is basically offline it, the, sometimes the best you can come up with is this overwhelm tapping through the points this overwhelm this overwhelm this overwhelm and you notice at a certain point after a few rounds of tapping on this overwhelm it's been brought down. It's no longer at a 10, it's maybe at a 6. All right, I'm actually able to function when I'm at a 6. It's really, yeah, yeah. They're using it in schools. The VA is using it with people that um, are experiencing PTSD that nothing else was effective in addressing. And that's why I asked that question, circling back of talking about because I know people who struggle with PTSD and the idea of talking about the trauma mm -hmm. is itself traumatic right so that safe place that you provide is so mm. important and that your demeanor in doing so it's this hard to reach balance I think for a lot of people there's yeah. no judgment but it's also you don't pander so it's really genuinely safe yes it's genuinely safe it's yeah. empathetic Good, thank you for saying that. Yeah, it is. It's, yeah. it's pretty remarkable. Procrastination mm. is another one that you've mentioned before. So yeah. if we have these inclinations, it is indicative of bigger issues. Right, it's right. It's like what, what's, what, what, why, are you, why are we procrastinating around the very actions that would bring in more money? What is it that like makes us say, like, I'm not going to do that right now? Right. And, and we fool ourselves. We say, well, I'm just, I'm just a procrastinator. It's our identity. It's just, yeah, it's just procrastination. Right. But it's interesting to notice, like, what do I procrastinate right. around? The and it might be something for somebody else whose issue is um, other than money. It's like, what, what? So it's telling, actually. It's very telling to notice, like, what, what, what overwhelms me? What... Um, do I procrastinate around? What I would love to have yes. going on is um, a tapping club. And since I'm here in uh, the New Hampshire, Vermont area, where they call it the Borderlands, I would like to have the, the Borderlanders tapping club. So it would be people from the Brattleboro area, people from the Keene area, people from the Peterborough area. And we meet once a week and we go through these processes as a group. And then people can ask questions and that group energy just brings everybody up. So that would be a physical group, not an online Zoom account I'd love to do it in person. So I would have it be uh, six different processes that I would take them through over the course of let's say six weeks it may spread out to be every other week but I have it in my mind right now that it's every week it's worth your time and your money mm -hmm. you are investing in yourself you're investing if you're a business owner in your business you're investing in what you're teaching your family mm -hmm. I'm, I'm thrilled that the work came along in my lifetime and that I'm in a position now to share it with others and support people in doing this work um, and that they can support each other in doing it. I feel yeah. like that's what I'm really after is that, that sense of community yeah. in doing this work and that there's no shame in having money blocks. You know, we didn't ask for it. We just got the download that we got growing up. And it doesn't have to be our identity. 
Right. It doesn't have to be a life sentence. No, it's like it's like it's really possible to shift this. Yes. Now we are going to be part of a working retreat, Mm -hmm. and the theme of this podcast is the theme of my work, which is how do you want to be seen? And the retreat that we're doing is how do you want to be seen in your business? And it's to me that's kind of that same doorway in because it's my belief that if you're in business, everything about your life shows up in your business. All of your beliefs, all of the things, uh, your beliefs about how well you eat, your Mm. nutrition, how well you move, how well you accept money and spend money, all of it, it, it's all because it's you. Yes. So it's what you bring to your business. And so the retreat that we have in April, you're going to be a presenter, which is huge, especially with this group of women Mm. presenters that we have. It's pretty powerful. Yeah, very powerful. I'm so excited about it. I am too. Uh, but that question, how do you want to be seen? If you were to ask your clients that, how do you want to be seen? What would you hope their response would be? Of course, it's different for each person, but generally speaking, what would you hope they could they could give to you? That how they want to be seen is um, in their power. And I would say another layer of it is, do I want to be seen? Yeah because that's what happens sometimes around money is this uh, vow to be invisible and not be seen, not be acknowledged. And so, yeah, being seen in the first place, not even how, can I be seen? I agree, yeah. Is a big piece of it. So what about you? How do you want to be seen? How do I want to be seen? I want to be seen as um, inspirational. I think I have a real uh, cheerleader energy in me. I'm able to see in others their wonderfulness, their 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 specialness, and um, I want to bring it out in them. So I feel like inspiring is how I would like to be seen. And you are. That's good. Thank you. That's just right. <laughs> it's my hope that at some point you will allow me to record a video of what you have to offer in case at some point you have this as a program. I mean, if, if that ever happens, that should be a subscription for everybody I know. <laughs> I got to tell you, like, I've, I have so had the vow to be invisible in my life, and I'm, I'm coming out of it, and it feels so good. And I know I'm coming out of it because I feel so comfortable right now talking to good. you. Awesome. And it has been not my experience in the past that I would be this comfortable just talking, just... Good kicking it back and forth with you. So Good. yes, you're hired. When it's time to do the videos, I want you behind the camera because I'm so comfortable with you. It just has to happen. I, I can just imagine you having this course available on a monthly subscription so that whether people are part of the community physically or they're part of this online community, it, it is just worth, it is worth the time and the energy and the, honestly the pain. Mm that comes from doing this. Right. Let's and call it the discomfort. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and, and this is speaking from somebody who is still, I'm still doing this, and, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. feel like it's not, my hope was, okay, I'll do this and it'll be all done. But it's, as of right now, it's still there. Yes. But it would be there anyway and worse if I weren't doing this. It would just show up more as 
fear and the embarrassment and the shame. And now it's more a little frustrated. Oh, I thought it was past this. Yes. But that's okay. Yeah. No, no, exactly. It's like it's like we're we're a works in progress. Yeah, we are on a continuum here for the duration. Right. And so of course there's more room to go and there's more room to go. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you moved to the area and huh. that you are working with so many individuals. I know that there are businesses who have who speak so highly of you and what you're doing. So not just highly of you as a person, as a kind person, but the effort that you put into helping. It's just it's tremendous. So, uh, thank you, um, Lisa. So thank you for taking the time to introduce yourself and what you do. Thank you for having me, Lisa. This was really fun. I'm just so, so glad you had the chance to meet Jeannie. And I want you to meet her face to face. I want everyone I know to be able to sit down with her and do the hard stuff. And as you heard in our conversation, she does help people with money blocks. But the fact is, if you are having trouble accepting money, it's not just the money. <laughs> so please, just go to her. I'll have her contact information. I'll also have the, the retreat that we talked about helping businesses because I've said it before, if you can't get paid for what you're doing, regardless of how good you are, you are not in business. So do yourself a favor and reach out to Jeannie. This podcast came from somewhere in my heart after asking that question, how do you want to be seen? I've asked it over and over again. And as I see the responses, I see in people's demeanor, in their face, their expression, their body language, once they understand that what I'm asking them is, how do you want to be perceived? There is so often this acknowledgement, like, oh, I get it, immediately followed by a discomfort, a sort of shutting down because it does put us in a vulnerable, vulnerable position. We are trained every day to look a certain way, but that's different than being seen. I'm not asking you how you want to look. We'll get there, but it's how you want to be seen. That's everything. Thank you. Thank you for showing up today, for listening. I hope that you'll subscribe and come back because there are so many people I want you to meet. And, oh, if you know somebody, if you know somebody that other people should meet whose answer to that question would be interesting, Introduce us. It's a big one. How do you want to be seen? Until next time.